Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. I Don't Belong Anywhere, the cinema of Chantal Ackerman explores some of the Belgian filmmakers' 40-plus films. And from Brussels to Tel Aviv, from Paris to New York, it charts in the sights of her films. An experimental filmmaker, a nomad, Chantal Ackerman, shared with Marianne Lampert her cinematic trajectory, one that never ceased to interrogate the meaning of, of existence. And with her editor and longtime collaborator, Claire Atherton, she examines the origins of her film language and aesthetic stance. We're joined by the director of the film, I Don't Belong Anywhere, the cinema of Chantal Ackerman. That would be Marianne Lampert. Marianne, welcome to film school. Yes, thank you. Thank you thank so much. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, let's just start with the basics here. I'm going to ask you when you became familiar with the work of Chantal Ackerman. I, I couldn't tell you exactly when I became familiar with the work of Chantal, but I... Uh, when I was a teenager, I, I was, uh, uh, you know, reading magazine about uh, movies and, and cinema here in Belgium, and uh, there was a little magazine called Synergy that I was uh, used to to to, uh, to read, and uh, of course at that time. Uh, I was around 14 or something like that. I discovered uh, who was Chantal Ackerman. Um, when I say I discovered, I mean I heard about her. Uh, I didn't really know her movies or her cinema, but I, 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 I heard about her. And um, a little bit later, uh, probably when I was 16 or maybe even later, I, I watched uh, once on a TV channel here in Belgium, I watched News From Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a film that she made when she was in uh, in New York, I think, in 1976 or something like that, and I really liked it. It uh, really talked to me, and in, in the way that I, I I I had a sense of familiarity with that uh, film, and um, and after that, years later, uh, I I began to work in the movies industry here in, here in Belgium, and in 1993. I met Chantal because I worked on one of his uh, films. It was a TV film called uh, Portrait d'une jeune fille de la fin des années 60 à Bruxelles. I don't know the, the exact translation in English, but it, this is the portrait of a young girl in Brussels in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I was, for the first time in my life, on that set. I was what we call here in Belgium or in France location manager. Um, so it was in 1993, and 10 years after, I met again Chantal here again in Belgium, in Brussels, on another film that she, she shot here, uh, which is called Demain on déménage, Tomorrow We Move. And I was again location manager. And uh, six years later, uh, at the end of 2009, I think, she called me on the phone and she said, are you still doing that job? And I said, yes. Uh, Don't you want to change? (laughs) And I said, yes, why not? Okay, you'll be the production manager on my next uh, feature. 
uh, long feature film, uh, and we are going to shoot in Malaysia. Wow. And in 2010, so a few few months later, we shot uh, not in Malaysia but in Cambodia, uh, the Almayer's Folly, hmm. and I was for the first time production manager uh, on, on on that film. And at that time, I had the the idea of of doing a documentary on Chantal because I realized that she was not at all the the, the person that you could imagine she was. Hmm. So this is it. Okay. Well, <clears throat> it's uh, let's sort of describe for our audience. Um, Chantal's um, sort of what she's known as. I think experimental filmmaker um, is, I think, the the term that would be all, most often uh, attributed to her. <clears throat> but I'm going to just have a slightly different take on what what the small amount of film that I've seen of her work. I would say she may have been at one time considered, I think, a, sort of a more cutting edge experimental filmmaker. But it seems to me that the world of more mainstream film has caught up in some ways, or at, at least is implementing so many of the the techniques that it may at the time have seemed a little bit out of the ordinary in terms of filmmaking. They seem to be uh, it's, it's, there's it's more. I see more of what I saw from your film in what I would call independent cinema, certainly, but even among more mainstream films. Is is that mm-hmm. is that a fair assessment of her work? Excuse me? Is that a fair assessment? Is that a fair critique of her work? Sort of the perception of her work? Yes, I, I, I think, you know, Chantal never wanted to be categorized. Um, I think she was more, actually, an independent filmmaker. Uh, and and in, that, in that way, of course, she... she uh, she, she was a kind of I wouldn't say touche tout as we said in French, uh, but she 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 tried different uh, different styles uh, without uh, making any any difference. Uh, for her, she was all all the time making movies. You know, yeah. that's what she said exactly in 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 the documentary. She said, "I'm not a a female." Uh, uh, filmmaker. I'm not a, a gay filmmaker. What I'm doing is just movies. Uh, I'm doing films, and uh, even if she was doing documentary or or maybe more experimental film, uh, she was in her mind, I think, always uh, making a film. I want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with the director of a new documentary on the life of Chantel. Ackerman, and it's called I Don't Belong Anywhere, the Cinema of Chantel Ackerman. And it is, uh, I, I guess, uh, watching the films, the, the excerpts from the films that are in your, in your documentary on her, um, they're extraordinary um, in, even in the small amounts of the film that you see, in the ability to put people in the frame, put people in, in her, her in the, I was, let me start over and say, she has an extraordinary ability to put people in a very specific time and place, and you feel very present in that moment. I, I think the thing that I was struck by watching her films um, is how riveting it is to watch the people in in the film, and there's sort of an air of uncertainty and mystery that often goes along with what's going to happen, and I think that's very compelling. It's extremely compelling, actually. Uh, an extraordinary ability to do that. 
tell me when you first saw her work, what was it? Was there a specific thing about it that, that you were drawn to? If, if I... I, I don't. I think I didn't catch the, the last sentence. Oh, you said. I'm saying so. I, that was my reaction to her to seeing her work in mm-hmm. your film. What was your initial attraction to her work? What was there something specific about the way she filmed, or is there some I, I, particular cinematic I, part I, of it? Yeah, I I couldn't tell you exactly because, as, as I said, I, I saw news from home when I was still young, mm-hmm. and I had. This, that strange familiarity with with her work. It sounds to me very familiar the way mm-hmm. she was uh, uh, shooting and and, and the, the the voiceover uh, when she is reading the letters that she, that that her mom was uh, uh, sending to her when she was in New York. Um, but as I say, also very often, I'm not very comfortable in talking about. Chantal's movies because mm. I don't feel like if I was critic, a critic or mm. um, analysis of uh, um, I, I don't feel um, uh, how can I say uh, specialized in her work mm-hmm. I, I, I mean what I wanted to do in that documentary is, is to give the opportunity to the audience to discover Chantal the way I, I knew her mm-hmm. and maybe by that way uh, giving to the audience uh, the opportunity to discover her cinema but I, I, I really feel very often uncomfortable to, to talk and to, to, um, mm. to have a point of view of her cinema what I can say is I, I like the way she she, uh, uh, she shot and I uh, yeah. yeah but, but I I'm, I cannot say uh, I, I'm 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 very yeah Im- embarrassed if I would say to to talk about her movies and her cinema. I'm not well, a specialist of Chantal Ackerman if I can say it like that. Right. Well, let me say for, again, as I I'm I'm embarrassed to say in in many ways I wasn't familiar with her work until I saw your film. So I'm coming at it from a as just a sort of visceral reaction to what I saw. In the film, and I can tell you that it is very compelling. And I think, by virtue of what you did with this film, I don't belong anywhere. You have allowed us an opportunity, a window into her work, as well as we're seeing her in her life. And so, you have done an extraordinarily good job of being able to to put us in her mind in many ways mm-hmm. and to and through that lens we're able to to even better understand i think what we see in in her in her work and then that's for me and moving forward the opportunity to really explore the uh all of the films that she produced over her lifetime and it it's mm-hmm. it, she's she's it's obvious she's an extraordinary filmmaker uh from from anything that you would see in in your, in this film that extraordinary sense of framing of, of yeah. you know everything I mean the cinematography so much of it so I will say <laughs> not as a, a special critic in any way except to say that this connection that you make in your film to her and her work is is mm-hmm. extraordinary and it, it's really very compelling yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, uh, yeah what can I say you yeah. know uh, uh, 
Yeah, I, I think that that's true. Chantal was an extraordinary filmmaker, and she was an extraordinary artist. She was really intuitive, you know, yeah. and she was really uh, um, doing what she feels uh, and. and uh, never, never doing what she thinks, um, right. and that's also uh, something that I wanted to 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 show in in that documentary. She was not really the kind of intellectual filmmaker that uh, she was supposed to be, or that everybody was uh, thinking she was. Um, yeah. Well, in the in the film, Gus Van Zant is uh, is an American filmmaker we're familiar with for a number of different films, Goodwill Hunting, and mm-hmm. there's a whole variety of films. And it was it was good to see um, you know some someone who's an accomplished filmmaker talk about the influence of Chantal on his work as well as across the board. And again, as I as as someone who follows independent film cinema uh, on a very regular and in fairly involved basis. Uh, it's good to see, sort of looking backwards now, to see through my my mind's eye how many films feel like what I saw in your film. Mm-hmm. I don't belong anywhere. So, so it's just it's a nice back and forth. There's even for me going way back this sort of idea of experimental filmmaking that there's a perception from maybe back in the '60s when Warhol was doing some things with filmmaking and things that was sort of a a fly on the wall sort of approach to films. And there is a little element of that in what I saw in your in in her work, but she was able to make it very humanized. The film, mm-hmm. all the stuff that I saw, I felt very. Uh, I I almost immediately knew. Uh, I, I was drawn to the people in the films and, and the actors mm-hmm. in the films. It really was extraordinary, and um, and I think that was what maybe an element that was missing from what people perceive as experimental filmmaking. Go back and going back to the time I was describing. This this ability to bring people into it, and in, done, to not make it something distant, removed, foreign to them, but to make it immediate and relatable. I think that is really for me my reaction to her her work is is that. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Well, well, let's let's let people know if they were they would like to see. Uh, I don't belong anywhere. The cinema of Chantal Ackerman. How how um, will people? I know it's in a few theaters. But it's been released by Icarus Films, and I'll say Icarus mm-hmm. I C A R U S Films dot com. They can find out about it. They should probably very soon also Icarus uh, put the, the DVD uh, on the platform or in, in some uh, I don't know shops or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or uh, but they, they will be able to to tell you also when they're gonna release the DVD. And on, in the DVD, there is uh, there are two two bonus, and it's playing across the country. I mean, it's rolling out uh, from California. It it's going up to San Francisco. Actually, from LA, it's going up to San Francisco in the middle of May. It's uh, playing all over the country: Massachusetts, Maryland, Nebraska, New Mexico, Oklahoma, New York, um, all over. So, if people are interested, they should go to the Icarus Film site, and once they get to Chantal. Uh, Ackerman, or uh, I don't belong anywhere. The cinema, Tell Ackerman, they should go uh, to the in theaters uh, drop down, and they'll find out all, all about the different places that it is playing across. It's probably playing in twenty five different theaters across the U.S. over the next month and a half, 
or more. Great. I'm, I'm going to be famous in the U.S. Okay. Yes, you are. <laughs> Deservedly so. Um, and, and, I, and I think I, you, we, we, we talk, we've been talking about uh, uh, Jean Delman, uh, the uh, film that I think she's maybe, was that her sort of breakthrough film in some ways? What would you, how would you characterize that film? Yes, yes, yes. Actually, she met Jeanne Dillman in 1975 when she was really young. She was 25 at that time. And it, it's a film of three, three hours and, and 20 minutes. Uh, and it was released in Cannes, but not in the, the official selection. At, uh, but it was a kind of bomb uh, because she was showing women like no one no one else uh, has done it before. Mm -hmm. uh, so that film was really a revolution. And at that time, uh, Chantal became famous worldwide. I mean, it's really uh, a masterpiece, one of her masterpieces. Um, and she made it when, when she was so young that you know, she 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 began a career, right? If mm -hmm. I can say it like that. Mm -hmm. After, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I mean, I was reading as I was reading up on the on the film, and it was, uh, and that particular film was thought of as the first, one of the very first real, yeah, yes. breakthrough films yes. in terms yes. of a feminist perspective and um, and and in a, a way that uh, had not happened, I think, um, you know, before. Yes, I I don't know if at that time she was uh, thinking about a feminist pers perspective, but uh, she wanted to show what she was uh, witnessing since her childhood. I mean, she wanted to show her mother uh, the way she lives, uh, not the part of, um, because if, if you have seen Jeanne Dillman, the story is the story of a housewife uh, making, uh, and it's in, in three days, and she's uh, always uh, repeating the same gestures and the same... Uh, all the days are the same. It's a kind of ritual, or it's very ritual-like. Uh, but um, and and once a day, or yeah, she she has uh, sex for money. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a very it's a very you know it's um, it's a really 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 uh, great uh, great film and. Uh, um, smart and, and and intelligent and yeah, it it was really a, a masterpiece. Yeah, it was yeah. really a masterpiece. I, again, uh, one of the benefits of seeing your film "I Don't Belong Anywhere," the cinema of Chantal Ackerman, is that I that the idea and the opportunity of exploring her films in greater depth is I'm mm -hmm. I can't wait to see so many of the films in here. Now, um, in the last couple of minutes I have with you, I want to talk a little bit about. You know, the you obviously over time work work for her, and then that that part of your life uh, as a professional, and and then um, in making this film, did the relationship was there a, a shift? Was it difficult to gain her confidence to do this particular film, or or was it just something that grew up sort of an organically? Tell me a little bit about that process. Um, I, I would say yes. It, it was it, it was very easy, you know, because Chantal was. Uh, as I said, it, it's really in 2009 when we were preparing Almayer's Folly in Cambodia uh, that we were, both of us, together on prep there, uh, making, you know, doing surveys, Ricky's uh, 
in Cambodia that I, I, I learned to, and I discovered Chantal at that, at that time, much more than, than before, because before I was, I was, of course, working, I worked on two of her films before, but uh, I really had the opportunity on the third one, which was the Folly, Almeyer's Folly, to, to um, how can I say, yeah, meet her. At, from that time, you know, we had we had a, a very simple relationship. I mean, she was uh, um, based on yeah simplicity. Uh, we we had a lot of fun uh, together. We were laughing very very often together. And uh, and and when I, when I came to her and and when I said, uh, look, Chantal, I heard that there is a collection in Belgium about the filmmakers, Belgian filmmakers, and I'd like to do a documentary about you. She just said. Yes, okay, let's do it. Mm. So it was uh, as simple as that. Mm-hmm. But we had a very simple uh, uh, relationship and... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can I can and I'd like to offer an observation. It may be wildly inaccurate, but it's it's interesting because the interviews you do with her in the film, she seems to be a uh, a pretty, I will say, relaxed might not be the right mm-hmm. word, but she seems open. She seems like a very open mm-hmm. person. But her filmmaking, it's funny, her filmmaking feels very specific. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is uh, an... Actually, go ahead. Yeah, she, she, she was a very open person and a very generous person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's giving she's giving us the keys to, to some of the keys to understand uh, for some who are not familiar with her work. Uh, to, to understand her her work, uh, her cinema, and um, yeah. yeah, she was very very relaxed. I, I knew also that for Chantal, it's important to to be in a sort of family. So I worked with uh, on that documentary. I worked with uh, Raymond Fromont, mm. the DOP, who was the DOP of Chantal. I mean, several times he was the DOP of Chantal, and I worked with uh, Benjamin Charrier, who was the sound engineer and. He was working with us on Almeyosoli in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. He was the boom operator over there, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I recreated by by working with those two guys that I really appreciate. I recreated a kind of little family just to to give the opportunity for Chantal to feel comfortable and at her ease uh, in talking in talking about. Um, freely about her movies and about her life uh, and I wanted to have the, not really interviews but kind of conversations mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah, yeah it's a, it comes across as it's an extraordinary um, portrait of her and this extraordinary compilation of films in your work I don't belong anywhere the cinema of Chantal Ackerman mm-hmm. it, it, and 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 insights into her uh, I mean, the tragedy of losing her um, last year. I wa- just want to ask you in terms of sort of not putting aside the filmmaking part of it, obviously having known her over a course of many years, what is it that you're going to take away from your, your time with her? What What is it that you remember about her? Um, a, a lot of things, but um, I think that the most essential thing that I could remember is is to... to to feel your instinct, you know, and, 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 yeah, feel your road. You know, th- that documentary was selected in the uh, Locarno Film Festival, and at the same time, it was in August in two, two fifteen, two 2015, last year, 
was a few months before her death. Uh, the film of Chantal Noho movie was also selected in Locarno. So we, we spent over there in, 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 in Switzerland three days uh, together. Uh, because I was there for five, I was there for five days, but she she, she came for three days for also presenting uh, her her movie, no home movie, mm-hmm. um, and at the end of um, our stay over there, uh, we said goodbye in the in Milan uh, airport, and and she said, okay. Uh, Thanks. It was great to to spend those three days with you, and I said for me too, of course, because as I said, you know, we always had a lot of fun uh, together. And uh, at the end, she told me, "And now, you must open your little wings." And uh, yeah, that's the, her last mm. words. Uh, I mean, physically, uh, of course, we 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 had a few conversation by phone or on the phone after, but. Uh, uh, you know, it was the last time I saw her, and she told me, "No, feel free. In a way, feel free to to follow your your path, your road." And this is really a thing that I remember almost every day. Uh, you know, when I wake up. Well, that's extraordinary. Um, I um, I barely know uh, Chantal Ackerman, but I know her. I feel like I know her well enough from your film, I Don't Belong Anywhere, and the cinema of Chantal Ackerman, and I can't wait to explore her work in more depth and uh, for your extraordinary insight into into her as a, you know, in in this film, as a filmmaker, and as a person as well, and um, tragically, she will no longer be able, she will no longer see uh, any more of her films, uh, and as we alluded to, she she lost her life, or she was taken. <laughs> I don't know how to put this exactly, uh, Marianne Lampert, but uh, anyway, she's no longer uh, with us, and uh, what a loss for uh, for all of us uh, who love cinema. Well, th- well, thank you, uh, Marianne Lampert. Thank you, too. Uh, this, is, um, this is just such a wonderful film. Uh, please go to theicarusfilms.com to find out more about it, where you can see it, how you can see it. Um, the film is I Don't Belong Anywhere, the cinema of Chantal Ackerman. And uh, I continue to spread your wings and do more work. This is a wonderful documentary and look forward to your future work as well. Thank you very much. It's very kind. And it's always a pleasure to evoke the memory of Chantal and uh, uh, how wonderful she was and, 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 and still and still remains. Yeah, she is with us through her work. So thank, thank you so much for, for being in a film school. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.